unbelievable finish to the cricket last night. Chris Harris was calling it for SEN, and uh, the excitement levels in the cake tin must have been through the roof. Chris, good morning to you. Uh, it's it, it was really one of the great T Twenty internationals, wasn't it? Morning, Paddy. Yeah, absolutely was. I loved the first game of the series, especially against Australia and New Zealand, because it sets the trend, and, and that was just a phenomenal game of cricket. Uh, you know, there's been a, there's a few people over here talking about it being hit and giggle, but if, if that's hit and giggle cricket, I want more of it. I mean, that was a sensational game. Um, the batters dined out last night. The poor bowlers got hammered, no matter what side you're on. Um, it was just a phenomenal game of cricket. Yep, and they, these two teams put it on all the time, Harry, don't they? Why Why have we found a way not to play each other often enough? Great heels, great to hear you, mate. Get Last up, time mate. I was on you, I think you had COVID, it's great to hear your voice. That's right, um, <laughs> I was away. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't play each other enough, but to be nah. fair, I, I, I was talking with Smithy this morning, actually, and um, I think we've been given four test matches in Australia, which is, is massive for us, and, and hopefully that's a sign that there's a little bit of... Um, Obviously, respect coming through for this New Zealand side and, and the quality of cricket they've played over a number of years now. So we certainly saw that as, you know, we're now sort of getting up there and, and, and getting pretty well respected from Australia. I mean, as you know, Hills, it's always a, a great battle between um, big and small cousins. Um, and yep. New Zealand always finds a way against Australia to, to try and compete. And, I mean, we've been in some doozies over the years. And last night was just another example of that. Unfortunately... It just finished on the right, wrong side of the ledger, from a yeah. young point of view anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mate, you blokes are unbelievable in there, though. Just to follow on from that, you'd, you'd either take us right to the wire or beat us, and then next week you'd lose to um, the back blocks of Zambia. And, and we're going, oh, those bloody Kiwis, you know, so don't hard work. Don't underrate that Zambian side. <laughs> yeah, it's just because we spend so much energy competing with you guys and come up with all these uh, elaborate plans and it just exhausts everyone. So we literally, for Australia, we leave everything out there and we've got, we've got nothing left for anybody else. Uh, you've obviously got a cunning plan, though, because you take us to Eden Park next where we don't win a game of sport ever. <laughs> well, I tell you what, that's just the run fest is just going to continue. We're, we're going to get another great wicket, and instead of having short square boundaries, we're going to have in short straight boundaries. So what we're going to see from both bowling attacks, especially with the seamers, is uh, a lot more short stuff and getting guys to try and take on that short square boundaries. But, you know, there was when you look at the amount of runs that were scored last night and the quality of the bowling attack from both teams, I mean, that was some phenomenal batting. I mean, I, I thought all the quick bowlers were sensational. We saw Lockie Ferguson get up to 150. Mitch Stark looked good. Um, but all the bowlers, because of the batsmanship, were put under pressure at different times. Um, and even then, the go-to man for Australia, Zampner, who's been so good in this, in this T20 format, is literally, if the seamers aren't doing it, you can always rely on him. I mean, he got hit more than I've seen in a long time. So um, I just thought, as I said, from both sides, the batting on display was just next level. So, Harry, I reckon this game is you as well. Uh, I think you'd be uh, tremendously successful at this. But with with slow to medium type bowling and with your slow ball change-ups and directness at the stumps, what would be important for you to be successful and effective with the ball? I just think Peels, you've got to be so accurate in this game and have um, you know plans and just you've got to you've got to execute. I mean, I think almost sometimes now bowlers for me um, experiment too much. They they sort of think too far ahead and they think, oh right, I bowled a couple of on pace deliveries. He's lined me up. 
which they perhaps have, but I think generally what we find is bowlers' variations get hit. And I think, um, you know, we saw even last night, I, I still don't think in T20 cricket there's enough death bowling for me. As you know, because you, you bet a lot at the end, if someone's bowling quick and they're bowling straight around Ostam and that Yorker length, that for me personally was the hardest ball to try and find the boundary. If someone's bowling length or off pace, they're giving you the opportunity to get underneath the ball. Um, mm. And I think we're missing a trick. Because I think that last over from Tim Southey um, was pretty good. He just missed a little bit full. But he bowled a couple of great Yorkers. And if you bowl a good Yorker, I still believe that's the hardest ball to hit. And I just don't see we see enough of that. No. Um, and I just think the slow bowlers have just got to be, you know, supremely accurate. And if, when they do bowl their variation, they've got to land it exactly where they want. But, no. I mean, how do you bowl to someone like Maxwell? Because you do that and then he just turns around and hits you left-handed. Yeah, and, and Tim David, for that matter. I mean, he's, what was he, 31 or 10 last night? He was the difference. I mean, Mitch Marsh was absolutely exceptional, not only with bat in hand, with ball in hand, and, and as captain, really. I mean, I think, you know, New Zealand at one stage was going to get 240. Um, so I think, you know, for, for a young captain, I, I thought under pressure, he did an exceptional job, bowled some tough overs and bowled superbly, and then, you know, played that match-winning innings. But Tim David bit more orthodox than Glenn Maxwell's just yeah. so much power. If you miss length, regardless of the field you set or the boundaries that you're playing with, he is going to send you out of the park. Those two yeah. sixes he hit off Adam Mill in the promotement over, for me, won the game for Australia, or at least put them in a position where, you know, they had a really good chance going into that last over to win. He was sensational. Hey, Chris, while I've got you, can you give us a, a quick summary of your thoughts on on Ravindra. I mean, we've been admiring from afar. This guy looks like he is out of the box. Yeah, he's next level, isn't he? He wasn't a, he wasn't a big name either Australia or New Zealand. Um, you know, you, you look back 18 months, you look at the World Cup, scored an amazing 100 against Australia, plus two others. So 300s in the World Cup on their own, it's enough to put you up in lights. Yeah. Um, got a reasonable good IPL contract, came back to New Zealand. Got to go again in Test cricket. I think playing his second or third Test got 240, although it was against a slightly weakened South African setup. It was still a wicket that was doing a little bit, and you know they had some good, good, experienced first-class bowlers. Um, and he just took them to the sword. And even last night, it just shows his maturity and experience. I think he was nine from 12, and he really struggled at the start of the innings, but guts it out. And I think it was when Zampa came on, he had a couple of sixes, and he was away. He, he's a phenomenal talent in all formats, and he's going to be a player that, from a New Zealand perspective, we hope he continues to play like that and plays for a long time. Because he's, uh, and then you throw in the fact that he can bowl pretty handy left arm um, orthodox as well, uh, and he's good in the field. I mean, he's a he's literally a, a modern day great all rounder. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. That breakout six that he hit, that wasn't even that short. You're you're allowed to block that or hit it down the ground, weren't you? But it was a great atmosphere at the Cake Tin and it was talked about by the commentators and um, the the players that were mic'd up, um, which is great, eh? Because uh, Indian um, uh, people and commentary teams are talking about the atmosphere of those tests over there has improved. It seems to be very good for cricket. Oh, I think it was exceptional. I mean, that crowd last night, I think it was about, they didn't actually give the numbers, but we were told, led to believe it was about 23,000, and that's the biggest crowd 
um, at the Cape Kim since 2015 quarterfinal of the World Cup where Martin Guptill scored a couple of hundred against West Indies. So, uh, yeah, and the atmosphere, we had the windows open and we were absorbed in it. It was actually quite hard to commentate because it was so loud. There was, yeah. Even when they weren't yelling, there was just a constant buzz and that for me is that atmosphere that you want, especially in that format. But, yeah, it's certainly... Um, what a way to start the series. It was just a phenomenal game of cricket, enjoyed by all that were there. And we just hope that that atmosphere, I'm sure it will continue at Eden Park because it was just so fun to be part of. Um, and the cricket, at the end of the day, was absolutely outstanding from both sides. Yeah, hey, I'll let you into a little secret. Heels is actually on a Bulls Masters trip up in Bundy at the moment. And uh, he sat there and watched it last night with Greg Chappell and Alan Border. <laughs> oh, Absolute legends of Australian cricket. Uh, there would have been some interesting conversations in that room. Well, yeah. Oh, I don't know about interesting, but yeah, there were conversations. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were sort of going, oh, oh, you can't play that shot. Oh, they were amazed at the stroke play and the batsmanship that is emerging. And uh, I think this bowling. What about you, Harry? The the bowling will adjust very quickly. They'll be they'll be different attacks the way they are executing in two nights' time or tomorrow night. Yeah, both things. Both teams, absolutely, Hills will analyse that performance and look at, um, you know, areas that they bowled where um, the opposition struggled a bit more. And I think we'll see not more discipline because, look, to be to be fair, I think they were forced into um, more variations than they'd like to bowl just because of the quality of um, of the hitting. Um, yeah. But like you said, just, just those length balls that are the perfect top of off that you think, oh, he's not going to hit that. You know, guys are getting deep in the box and picking it up and, like, pulling it from a length. I mean, it's yep. just... It's just brute force and just terrific batsmanship. And it's it's going to be a tough series for the bowlers, but they very, very quickly need to find a way to adjust. And, you know, they're all quality players, and they will, and they'll analyse that last performance, and they'll come up with a plan to try and be better for the next one. Brilliant to chat, Chris. Really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, Harry. So it's always a pleasure. Great to talk to you both. That New Zealand cricket legend, Chris Harris. First uh, New Zealand at 250 ADI, so he knows his white ball game. And uh, they watched something pretty special last night, even though the Kiwis came out on the wrong end of it. They scored three for 215, which, as I said early, Heels, that was the seventh highest score Australia has conceded in this format. And the Australians chased them down. Tim David needing a four off the last ball, four for 216. They get the money. They go one up in the three-match series. Still got tests to play. Uh, Mitch Marsh, uh, very, very happy at the end of it, as you would expect.